Welcome to Running It Back, the Lessons Learned from Sports podcast. I'm Mike Palmer, joined as always by Tarlin Ray. A lot going on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Tarlin. Tarlin? I'm just going to let that sit. It's January, it's January 8th. We talked about this at the top. Yeah. Before we even hit record. Right. I'm, I'm done telling people Happy New Year. Let's go. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you, you and Larry David... Parallel discovery. You have not seen that curb your enthusiasm. I have not. I've not seen curb in a while, but yeah. yesterday at work on several Zoom calls, I told people Happy New Year, but I'm saying I'm struggling to say, can we not say this anymore next week? Because it's time. And yeah, well, we're struggling, struggling to write 22 instead of 21. Let's go. Right. But it's also, have you seen the person before? And our listeners, they've been clamoring for this. They've been saying, Mike, it's 2022. Where is my running it back? For those people, I wanted to say Happy New Year. Okay. Welcome. Lots to talk about. I'm working on my country tune, One More COVID Winter with you. Looks like it's One More COVID Winter with you here, Tarlin. That's how we got started, was talking about sports during the first wave of COVID. Now we're in the, the Omicron spike, which is a challenge uh, we're all facing. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about someone who was involved in some football controversy as it relates to COVID, but now nobody even remembers that because as a supernova and potentially a fashion nova, Antonio Brown is back in the news. Before we get to any of that, Tarlin, I really wish you a belated happy new year. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you. I've been waiting. This is the longest yeah. lead in. I nailed the landing though. Ever for the how you're doing. Yeah. First of all, Really distracted by what Palmer's wearing right now because he's wearing a Mets jersey. I think shirt. it's a it's a quarter zip. It's a they quarter were, zip. Yeah, and he's once again celebrating his next losing team in 2022. I almost was going to do this show in my bathrobe because I was thinking, you know, a it's Saturday morning. I do it in my pajamas every every day. Yeah, just, just, exa- just, exactly. Yeah, I, thought it, I thought it was fine, and then I was also thinking because. If I'm the AB of this podcast, I'm going to wear my bathrobe. You're lucky that I'm wearing my bathrobe. No, no he was not wearing a bathrobe. He was just mad because the Fashion Nova. And by the way, that's the hottest stuff coming out. The Fashion Nova. Mm. No one's got to deal like he does for Fashion Nova. It wasn't ready for him. So he was wearing something. He was wearing something else. Good to see you. Living in LA, you think you can avoid the snow. Had a interesting experience over the break where... Instead of being hunkered down in a torrential downpour in LA, we decided to drive to the snow. Mm. Great to see the snow with the family, go ski with two other families, and end up being a 48-hour adventure Yeah, where you decide to leave LA on a Sunday night at 7 p.m., hoping to get close enough to South Lake Tahoe so when the, when the road's open, you can get there. Right. You end up, you end up at 2 a.m. at one of the finest Coriot Marriott's. Shout out to Coriot Marriott in Sacramento. Yeah. Got us doing a lot of Googling about why Sacramento is the capital of California. Right. It is an interesting town. Quick follow-up question. The Courtyard Marriott there, is it a continental breakfast or do they have a waffle maker? There was, you know what? There was neither. So this was, it was just a mini sort of uh, spot to get breakfast in the morning where there was sort of a Starbucks feel without being a Starbucks. Yeah. I never understand that branding where you're like, I feel like that's a Starbucks and the cup looks like the Starbucks, but it's yeah. not. No. Yeah. But you paid for everything. So I had nothing, nothing was, nothing was comps. So we what? were in the car the next morning at 6 a.m. Okay. because the roads open at 1030. 
PM, yeah. there's nothing there for you. And then to spend 11 hours going 80 miles, part of which you're putting chains on and the other part of which taking chains off and slash and just being under a car or cars are going past you. It's all fun. So, yeah, what I just real quick there for uh, a little call back to our dedicated listeners, just to be clear, you were not cycling the, at the, from the courtyard Marriott with no breakfast. This was a similar scenario though, where a less well-apportioned hookup in the morning and you're still getting out in extreme condition. Whole, whole, whole family in my car yeah. this time. Yeah. Okay, got they, it. They're Different. so wedged in with so much stuff in the car they couldn't move and uh, 11 hours of joy. The, the one thing I'll leave with you and maybe we're just bad parents. We don't allow our kids to watch anything in the car. Mm-hmm. So we're listening to How I Built It by Guy Ross. Great. All right. Yeah. We'll listen to a little Malcolm Gladwell. We'll listen to some music. We force yeah. conversation. We'll play the alphabet game. Yeah. And we finally broke down because my 12, I mean, 11 out, my 12 year old is screaming, look at, because we were two other families. So they're all watching something in the car. Why? And her, like, why can't I? She, her argument was, why can't I just try it once? So. Yeah. We used to live in New England. We used to drive hours. So the number of hours have been in the car for the first time ever, they got a 25 minute show. Wow. Oh my God. That, that must have felt amazing too. So I mean, that, I'm giving you a lot. I finished 2021 working on my vacation through snow. Yeah. Through sleet. It was almost like my trains, planes, all bills, but I really just put the courtyard Marriott and all of Sacramento in that. Yeah. Love, love to Sacktown. Yeah. And then. It was a breakdown moment for me as a parent because the screen was in front of the kid's face because I just couldn't, we couldn't deal anymore. Eh, 25 minutes, you know, it's, it's what, 25 minutes, 11 hours. That's one episode. That's one episode of Paw Patrol uh, as a parent of, Paw a, of, a, of a three-year-old. I, I understand how that could be. And you got a little skiing in. It was great. It was great. Great skiing when he finally once got, got the mountain. So this is his first time on skis post Achilles. Not worried about my Achilles, but as an old man, I was, Got something going on with my gimpy, gimpy, gimpy left, left knee all of a sudden. Okay. Um, but I, I survived. Yeah. Got to carve it up a little bit and, yeah. and, now, and now we're back. Nice. And I think we may need to start including an injury report in our episodes just to begin. My trainer like, says the same my, thing. My toe is healing up fine. For those of you who are concerned, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm, I'm approaching the spry period of my athleticism with some style. Is the spry so, period meaning you're calling out people that say that that looks spry versus you being spry? No, I think you can, start, spry. you can start calling me spry. I'm getting old enough that you could probably start calling me spry. I guess in his NFL career, you may argue that Antonio Brown is entering the, the latter period of it where you may characterize him as spry. That's probably one of the last adjectives that comes to mind when describing Antonio Brown. He has a bit of a mercurial personality he's a little all over the place he's potentially has some uh some mental health challenges which has been a theme we've talked about in a lot of different dimensions on the show but all of this he's a challenging teammate to keep as part of your tribe but he's also an extremely talented receiver i was looking it up now i'm confirming this as we speak but i I know he was also a, a participant in Dancing with the Stars. I believe he was a winner. Is that correct, Tarlin? 
I did. I did not do that deep research. Okay. Okay. We'll confirm that. I'll be on with the research team here. But I know Emmett Smith wanted. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he just participated. They were eliminated during the semifinals, the semifinals. In season 22 of Dancing with the Stars, he was paired with professional dancer Sharna Burgess. And they were eliminated during the, the semifinals of the show. Later on, AB did say Sharma doesn't know how to dance. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. These are all, these are all, these are the jokes. But he's been in and out of the public sphere. Mike Tomlin is, is an angle that we're going to be talking about. How did he manage him versus how he's been managed since? Tom Brady is a fan of Antonio Brown. He left the Steelers, had a brief stint with the Raiders. Tom and he got back together a little bit in New England, and now here he is back in Tampa Bay playing in New York against the New York Jets. I will say, fortunately, not my New York Jets, but I'm aware uh, that the Jets are a New York football team. Things go awry. Things go off script just after halftime. A.B., Suddenly, there's a there's a kerfuffle. There's a there's a to do on the sidelines. Can you bring our listeners along for the ride from here, Tarlin? What what happened? Uh, so here's in. We're gonna bring you into our our deep um, prep for this show as Palmer and I went back and forth trying to talk about topics and. Talking about AB, 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 and I just kept saying I'm struggling to cover AB because it's not like he said, he said, he said, she said, mm-hmm. we were not mic'd up. So three years from now, there may be any NFL films with the mic yeah. on. Pat, Pat McAfee might have him on his show. You never I'm, know what I'm, might happen. I'm sure. But supposedly, the coach asked him to go in. He refused to go into the game. Bruce Arians, the coach who was out the week before, he had COVID when AB returned for the first time since week six when he was injured his ankle, went off for 10 catches and said, you're done and made a slashing, slashed his throat. AB, um, if anyone has listened, watched the Full Sin podcast, it's the first interview that AB has given since uh, the incident on the sidelines. I'm... 53 minutes in getting all of AB and these three goods that guys I've never seen before said, I'm an alpha. And when you say I'm done, I'm not going to be wearing, I'm fighting with my boys. And everyone knows that I was questionable and I didn't practice Thursday, Friday. Everyone knew about my ankle. I'm done. So he took off the helmet, threw off the pads and then walked out. Took off his undershirt. Undershirt said he was because he felt too sexy for the stadium. Yeah. That's a quote. Mm-hmm. Either he was flipping the deuces to the to the fans, or uh, uh, the finger to his own team, mm. and he left the team. He then caught an Uber. Danny Chalet is now one of the one of the more well known drivers that picked him up outside of MetLife. And, and actually, just real quick, even before then, in the end zone, he's pumping up. He was pumping uh, up the MetLife crowd. He felt a lot of love. The leaguered MetLife crowd who was there for what was it kind of an exciting, a surprisingly exciting game. And a, and a botched fourth, fourth and two where yeah. 
Zach Wilson was supposed to give the ball to Berrios, who was balling, but he went for, he read the wrong way and he went yeah. for quarterback sneak. So then it gave Tom Brady a chance to go for 93 yards. And, and, there, and there's some, there's some epic memeable images of AB jumping up in the end zone while the game is still being played. They're, they're still playing. That's why they the, play the game. The game. The game. So he leaves. I'm just laying this out because I, as, as I said, I struggle to talk about this topic. In leaving, Arians in the press conference said AB was released. In leaving, AB lost up to close to a million dollars in bonuses. He needed eight more catches for 333,333 bonus, 55 receiving yards, another one TD for the same bonuses to get to a million. So he left money on the table. Mm -hmm. So AB officially was released and is now a 33-year-old that is 24th on the career receiving list with 12,291 yards, 21st on the reception list at 928, 42nd on TD with 88. One of the all-time receivers is out looking for another job where he spent years at Pittsburgh. He spent less than no time and never never took a snap with Oakland. One game with the Pats, a half season with Tampa and what is now a full season, almost a full season with a uh, second season of Tampa. Yeah. This is the guy we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I struggle because we always like to pick topics where we can oftentimes look at what's going on now and run it back to times in the past. We often look at athletes from the past to me, I could have spent a lot of deep diving looking at Randy Moss, one of the yeah. by far my favorite receiver of all time playing mm-hmm. for uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. He's had his own issues, yeah. not being a traffic cop in uh, Minnesota, mooning uh, fans. Yeah, some of his, he was creative, but made some interesting choices with sure. his touchdown celebrations. Sure. Terrell, Terrell Owens, mm-hmm. me, 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 a lot of controversy. Less in San Francisco, more more with the Cowboys, and he bounced around, even getting to the Eagles, playing yeah. on. It's so interesting playing on a bum ankle in the Super Bowl to to dominate. You can do Chad Ochocinco. You have these alpha number receivers, and I wouldn't put Ochocinco in the same camp as I put AB. AB is one of the more dominant wide receivers you ever see. AB in the Charles and Randy Moss camp. We're I want to focus on what they do on the field and everything else beyond that is just a lot of high drama. And that drama is leading to, yes, AB just dropped his uh, most recent rap song from the pit to the palace. Yeah. Take a listen. It's not bad. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kind of stylish. Lifestyle lavish. Jump in a coupe with no mileage. Run it. Style it. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it, style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Jump in the cool one, no one quick note for you that I think you may find interesting as we continue to, to do some, some next level reporting here, running it back. Per Fox Sports, Arians aggravated his Achilles injury last week. The tendon is partially ruptured. If it fully ruptures, he will need surgery. This you is, talking about the coach? This is Arians. The hey. coach, while he's trying to coach AB, is 
limping around coming off of his COVID absence when AB is coming off his COVID suspension <laughs> because he used a fake vaccine card. But he said that he, he claims that was, it was shoddy diligence that there's more to the story. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I'm just trying to say, as someone who had gone through the Achilles injury himself, in your case, try to empathize a little bit with the leadership quandary that Bruce Arians is in. Coming out of his COVID hiatus, Bruce Arians has had COVID, or at least was on the COVID protocol, missed, missed, some, missed some time. He's an older gentleman, a cancer survivor. He's not in amazing health. He's now walking around on a partially torn Achilles and he's trying to keep AB aligned when AB's all about AB. And to me, at least one place to look in addition to corollaries, you know, Randy Moss was the first that came to mind for me, was uh, Mike Tomlin. Trying to understand what it was like for Mike Tomlin to be able to keep him part of a successful franchise in Pittsburgh is what folks have been trying to do ever since. AB may no longer be the same guy, so it might be harder to keep him in. But in addition to looking for lessons from the past, we also want to see how this might apply to leadership challenges. As someone who has suffered from an Achilles injury, what do you think was going through Bruce Arians' mind when AB was just doing I'm, his antics. I'm playing hurt. Yeah. You're not playing hurt. I'm right. playing hurt. Right. You're out. Right. I'm, I'm here walking the sidelines, talking in this headset. Yeah. Making sure everyone knows what's going. Yeah. I got pain just running up my leg. Right. Oh, this is good. I just I'm playing hurt. You're not playing hurt. That's what's going through his head. So yeah. when he made this slashing, he's like, F you. Yeah. Because I got a lot of pain in my leg. I yeah. didn't know this. This is deep, deep. Is this, is like, does this come in just off the wire? Yeah. And just for our listeners, that was not Bruce Arians. That was Tarlin, Tarlin Ray's rendition of a fictionalized account of what Bruce, we're going through Bruce Arians head. But Mike Tomlin, next level coaching, had to figure out how do I keep AB pointed towards the light? Ben Roethlisberger had his own background history ab in the locker room for the steelers was on facebook live while mike tomlin was talking about i think it was about a loss if i remember correctly there's a lot of lessons to be learned around how do you manage difficult personalities but there's a point at which the toxicity is too much to manage and then the flip side is this was a rage quid happening in front of our eyes Lots of analogies to the professional life, to what work is like. I heard a lot of it on talk radio all week. That's another reason why I thought it would be an interesting dimension for us to pick up on. Lessons in leadership, takeaways beyond it's tough to coach with, uh, with a semi-torn Achilles. Can we finish on AB real quick? Please. Um, whether or not, this is the first time he's done it in the game, but he... He did not have a pretty exit from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a big blowout, and supposedly it was a big blowout with Big Ben. But AB left the Steelers in 2018. He actually didn't play the last game 
with the Steelers, even though the Steelers were in the playoff hunt. So he didn't show up to practice. They made him inactive. He was on the sidelines and left the last game with the Steelers at halftime. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time. This is just more public to yeah. shirt off because he felt too sexy. And that was an alpha to alpha. You know, no one saw it, but, you know, you, you can't do that to me. He, was, he's, he said he was protecting his image. But he's, mm-hmm. this is not the first time he's left. Yeah. B, when he got traded to the Raiders, I don't know if anyone remembers, we all had to see his nasty feet because of the cryotherapy issues that he had. Right. And that's when he went with the blonde tents and everyone was saying, what's going with AB or there's some mental health issues. Even Malcolm Gladwell had a tweet post this week saying everyone should, you know, take some pause. You're taking shots at AB. He's obviously going through some issues and AB said he's not going through any issues. Right. Um, so AB is complicated. And that goes to your question around leadership. Mike Tomlin. One of the longest tenure coaches in NFL, and it's hard to keep that job. Um, now, the Steelers are a well-run organization, and they often have their coaches are there for a certain amount of time. But Tomlin has not had a under 500 record for 15 straight years. That's hard to do. And, and, and I hear Tomlin's been considered for maybe the USC job. Is that correct? <laughs> but separately, there's a press this conference. Some several press conference where he incredible. Just right because we will, saying, we why will. are you? With, I'm one of the few black coaches in this league. Why are you going? Why are you asking me about a college job? This is one of the best jobs in the world. Why aren't you asking another coach about that job? Well, here's that quick clip of the Mike Tomlin press conference. So that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anyone else? All right. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? So... Tomlin, you can only imagine there's so many personalities. AB has said he is one of the best football players in the world, one of the best receivers. He's right. Tom Brady is not the coach, but as his own leader in himself, Tom Brady wants AB there because he's a great football player. When AB was at the Patriots, he only played them for them for a game and he had to leave because of sexual harassment claims. Right. AB was there through all of the preseason and that one game. And Tom Brady's like, I want to ball with that guy because he's going to catch the ball and he's really good. Yeah. He, Tom Brady, has been supportive of AB because he's a great football player. Yeah. Tomlin, as the leader, tolerated, supposedly tolerated because there are issues with him showing up on time because yeah. he's a great football player. Right. He ran the routes. Mm-hmm. He was tough. He took that vicious Vontez perfect hit in 2016, still got up and was still, and still playing. But at some point, as a leader, not everyone, you're dealing with personalities. Not everyone's going to show up on time. Not everyone's going to not fall asleep in the film room. Not everyone's going to remember the play. Not, not everyone's going to remember not to wish Tarlin a, a, a happy new year on January 10th. It, 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 it takes all kinds. Exactly. 
but you balance he's it's 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 a scale and at what point is that single personality going to push down remove that eliminate the balance that you have so it becomes more of a detriment than gain so when is it more of a con than a pro mm -hmm. that's what he's doing as a leader we deal with it every day at work there are some people who you'll you're working as a team and you know that they're going to send you information in the format that you're looking for and yeah. we'll send it in a timely way and you'll never have to ask for it and there are others where you're hey you're checking in did you see the thing i sent and yeah. did you can we talk about what you sent me and this is yeah. not what we were talking about so yeah or you or you text your co-host to say what are we doing saturday oh what are we doing again so it takes a level of leadership to be able to manage those personalities one and then two, and this is, I am keep quoting, this is straight from AB because I, I did watch Full Sin podcast and I may finish it just with my last coffee after this show, is he said a lot of what people are talking about is he said or what happened away from the field. No one can question whether or not I study, whether or not I know the plays, whether or not I'm, I have more energy than anyone else, whether or not I catch the ball, whether or not I'm tough. And so... Tomlin also, unlike you people in your office, in your day-to-day, -day, you're balancing the noise from someone's personal life from what they're doing in the building. Mm -hmm. They're balancing whether or not that can have, it can start to bleed in. So we talked about Kyrie yeah. and whether or not to keep Kyrie away. And that was because of the vaccine status, but Kyrie had a lot of noise around him. And people talk about whether or not Kyrie is dedicated to the team, but everyone on the team in that building knew what he was doing day to day. We talk about A-Rod and A-Rod. Meaning, just to be clear, Aaron Rodgers. I did it. And, and because we know in 2011, Alex Rodriguez lost, lost, lost the right to be called, able to call himself A-Rod. So the call Aaron Rodgers A-Rod feels wrong. So... Aaron Rodgers of the COVID toe, Aaron Rodgers. We know that the media thought because of all his retirement talk and they lost in the first week and that, that dominated, that there was so much noise about whether Aaron Rodgers cares about the team. And now they've gone off and won. They're number one seed in SC right now and they continue to play. And midseason had all the COVID issues and they continue the team didn't let the outside noise or the coach with the outside noise have any impact on what's going on in the game. Yeah, he's, so. he's now the odds-on favorite for the MVP. And then this also just in, Boomer Esiason has reported that A-Rod, assuming Green Bay makes it to the Super Bowl, may, may boycott the Super Bowl due to COVID protocols. This is Boomer. This is Boomer talking. This gets back to your point. Give me a break. Crazy town. Crazy town. Give me all a break. people that's so, trying to make noise. So that's why. Thank you for that. I had issues covering this topic. Yeah. Because all of it is noise. Yes, it helps. It's more views. It's more likes. It's AB being able to drop his rap song. It's AB with Fashion Nova. It's I, I, AB was not. He has legitimately has a deltoid ligament issue in his ankle. He's yeah. been fighting it all year. He is hurt, mm -hmm. according to him. According to, he went to go see doctors. He is hurt. Mm -hmm. So this is an issue of a, a player playing hurt, a grievance there. 
but all the other noise around it where we're guessing at what he said and you can watch the full sin podcast to hear ab's words or was Arian truthful and then does ab have receipts from his texts yeah and then does ava louise the woman he was with the night before does yeah does she have information or does danny chalet the driver have more information it's yeah. just who cares yeah exactly who cares I think we all do because why do we watch sports? We watch sports not just for the <laughs> what happens on the field. We also try to extrapolate outside of that. And then I do think there's some interesting angles around how his performance and beyond what happens on the field may start to impact the performance of other players on the team. And, you know, it could start getting in the way of Mike Evans, who was also playing hurt at the time, how does the leadership within that locker room respond to the special handling of the diva? And I would make a distinction here between a diva and an alpha, because you were calling them an alpha. And I think the alpha, if they're just about them, if it's a me, 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 like wide receivers, even the nature of their job, but they, if they don't, the ball's not thrown to them, there's only so much they can do. That person is probably not the alpha dog in the Michael Jordan sense of an alpha in that leading the team. And the same thing is true around quarterbacks. That's, that's my quarterback. That was not a clip of T.O. That was me. The quarterback is really the leader of the team. It's Tom Brady's team clearly down there. How much can you allow this diva who's a, critical contributor you know the diva is almost like the the wingman to the alpha how many of those diva personalities can you allow how much can you allow the alpha player the quarterback to run the culture to the point where they might make some weird decisions about who they bring in because what they can do within the confines of the game i think that can risk your whole culture going toxic you know there's been a lot of alleged misconduct in AB's past as well, which is something we don't, don't want to take lightly. How does that impact the culture? But, uh, but I think there's a lot of things we can draw from this when we're thinking about how do you build a team and then taking a step back, how do you build the broader culture of the NFL? AB is a warrior. He's been a warrior his whole career. The, the hit he got from perfect and the way he's played, you know, he's really sacrificing his body in a way that we all realize when we're watching football, but we don't want to necessarily call it out. The football as a culture, the NFL, Roger Goodell allows AB to come back after all these various transgressions to the point where AB feels like he can do anything he wants to do, except he started to bring into question the warrior ethos of the NFL itself, the during those 60 minutes, we are all battling together. And that construct, that gladiatorial, you don't quit on that. And that's why he was pretty universally condemned by NFL players everywhere. And to me, that made me start thinking about how individuals are being given more freedom and autonomy and control over whether they play, whether they don't play. And in some ways, that's clashing with the old school Bruce Arians kind of sensibility. And I think there's a lot of parallels or those are similar challenges you face as a leader trying to build a culture, trying to get a team together. So that's why I thought beyond the sensational clickbaity aspect of the conversation, 
there is some deeper stuff going on here. And I do think he called attention to some of the paradoxes and some of the challenges in the NFL in a way. It wasn't exactly like what Kaepernick was doing, but he was through some active individual protest, he was calling attention to some oddities around with the way the NFL works. And, and I think that's another angle that's interesting to talk about. I buy all that. I, I think that the NFL is entertainment. It's one of the most highest rated TV shows around it. The NFL, whether they like it or not, they need to make sure Tampa Bay needs to make sure they cut EB the right way. So there was a lawsuit, but this is all good for the NFL. I think AB, he wanted to have the dominion over his own body. He wanted to be able to control when he plays, you know, you can see that AB is, has been fighting something. So there, there are some lessons. I struggle when you're pulling lessons from someone who just has had so many instances in the past and you know how I. I rail a little bit against the me, 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 me mindset versus the team. There is no I in team, but there's an M and E. He knows that. And so that's why I, I struggle to cover him and to see lessons that can be learned. But you have to look at it the other way. You know, he is an outsized talent. And can you, within the structure of your team, bring someone in to help move uh, the organization forward. And you have those with all throughout your life. Uh, I think you have to say he did play ball. He fought for the team for a long time, but then he, something set him off. It's, you know, everyone's got a trigger word and he was felt that they were not being true to their word, be disingenuous. They were going to be selling his name. And that's, that's when he, that's when he fought back. Mm -hmm. So. It wasn't as if he just went rogue one game. You know, there's a reason for being in AB. I just hope that we don't prop up AB to be a hero more than he is, because I feel like that just feeds the cycle that we have today of that me, 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 and everyone looking to, in the same way we have NIL dollars and looking to make sure they get what's, what's coming to them as an individual, it can happen. Same things happen in NFL, NBA, and you just hope that you don't lose sight of what's so powerful about sports is people working together to drive forward. One, one thing I'll call out, like there's a new award. My buddy is part of this organization. It's been around for a few years, the Joe Moore Award, which celebrates offensive linemen in college football. And I think that to me is the epitome of sports that people are overlooked or just in the trenches. And so maybe I'm just showing my cards. I celebrate those people, the, the grinders. And when it's the person who is just as flashy as can be, I think there's things to learn, but that's why you can look at all our texts. Uh, my text to you, and I'll, I'm, I'm sharing this is deep, was yesterday, my, my text to you was, I'm not really feeling AB. And that's when you went to, I'm not as excited by AB conversation, so layered. And he said, and it's a, he said, he said issue. He's complicated, may have been wronged. Definitely, I think has mental issues. Not sure what lessons we can pull. And that's when you're going, can we go Tyree? 
I was ready to go Kyrie. I was ready to go Kyrie and Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And the best one you pulled out, because we we could be talking about the replacements in the NBA, are that Joe Johnson at 40 is making buckets, and that Lance Stevenson, that of one of the best gifts you sent me was of him blowing into LeBron's (laughs) ear. Went off in a game. So seven, 17 points in five minutes by Lance Stevenson. So I'm sharing. We, we have to cover some of the things that, as like I see that, that people are talking about and what can we pull from it? Yeah. I struggled to pull back to try to, to relate it to someone in the past other yeah. than other diva athletes. But I, we can look at it from lessons. Like we're all, if you're in an organization, if you're managing teams, if you're in companies, you have similar dynamics. Yeah. And how do you either let some things go or there are times where people need to part ways. Um, so that that's the way I'm looking at this. And I'm staying away from the TMZ Us Weekly people and that type of noise that's coming out. Yeah, that makes sense. And thank you for not removing your running it back jersey and just walking out in the middle of this conversation because we were talking about AB. Although you would, your incentives, I understand I've always been too sexy for this pod. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking about the different angles. The one that I wanted to talk about was Grayson, Cyril Grayson, Cyril Grayson, the next man up sensibility. This is my other takeaway. In addition to the next man up being uh, a star of past glory coming back in the case of uh, Joe Johnson or Lance Stevenson. The next man up, which or next woman up, but the ethos of sports, which we can frequently miss, you know, in addition to Mr. Rogers saying, when things go crazy, look for the helpers. So good job, Mike, Mike Evans, try to make things work, but it, obviously that didn't pan out, but also look for that, that next man up, the person who gets the opportunity, they, the, the people who take all the oxygen from the room, the ABs who have to be the center of attention, when you get them out of your system. It's also a message to you, Tom Brady. Cyril's there, man. Cyril Grayson scored two touchdowns in the heroic comeback to beat the New York Jets in that same game. You know, Bill Simmons famously talked about the Ewing effect when Patrick Ewing of the New York Knicks left the New York Knicks. New York Knicks, who had their first buzzer beater since 2012. R.J. Barrett the other night in MSG. It was Bedlam, Bing Bong. But aside from... From the Ewing theory, where the Knicks played better once Ewing left towards the end of his career, this could potentially galvanize the Bucks if they can get the right people to step up. And it was interesting. It was maybe it's that they couldn't play call for for Cyril because they didn't really know what his game was. But it is crazy. And then you think about all this feeding into January. What's media week going to be like going into the Super Bowl this year in the year of the COVID toe, the year of Kyrie, the year of AB going off? As T.O. said, get your popcorn ready because things could go crazy, Tarlin. And we got to figure out how to tell the right stories. Is it the story of AB? Is it the story of Cyril Grayson? I'll let you decide. Can't wait to see how things unfold. Excited for 2022. I promise to you as my co-host that I'll give you more than 36 hours to prep. We will continue to dig deeper to look for interesting stories in sports and lessons that can be learned and hopefully bring you different flavor than the talking heads that you're hearing 
throughout the sports universe today. Yeah. Tarlin, excited for the possibility of this new year. There's going to be lots of stuff happening that's bubbling up, and hopefully we can find some surprising perspectives along the way. Thanks, as always, for your contribution. Go Mets. <laughs> we'll be back again soon. Thanks for listening. This is Running It Back. Boys that look up to you more than anybody.